This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, the Halloween edition. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And today we've got a bone-chilling, terrifying episode for you. We most certainly do. We've got uh, Forbidden Vancouver founder and chief storyteller, Will Woods. Yeah. And he's got some uh, interesting stories. For sure. But before we get to that, Matt, you know, you and I were trying to remember some scary horror stories well, or sticking haunted with the house theme. stories sticking, sticking with, with theme. exactly yeah. do you have any yeah you know i spent a long time thinking about this and and i don't have a lot of spooky stories but i was uh reminded of lee walker past podcast oh, guest, fantastic the, guest the appraiser yeah. um and we asked him of some of the strangest appraisals he's ever done and i won't spoil it here but one is uh definitely bone chilling and it actually forced him to leave the job yeah, he actually did not do the appraisal. He was so spooked. So if you haven't listened to our episode with Lee Walker, go back. That's yeah. one you don't want to miss. Yeah, I mean, for that story, but also for all the uh, useful information Lee has. For sure. So, you know, I actually have a bit of a scary story. Let's hear it. Okay, so I had this listing. It was a Shaughnessy house. It was a, an old turn-of-the-century character home. Right. Massive. And it was about 6,000 square feet, a little bit larger than that even. And... Every time I showed it, it was, um, you know, you think about these three, th- it was a three-level home. Um, what, what, was age, an, what age of the, was the house? The house was, I think it was like 1907. Yeah, so a real old, massive mansion. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I would just 
always be showing it in the evening and it was in the middle of winter. So it got dark at, you know, when it gets sure. dark around 5 p.m. Sure. and it would always be raining. And I'd show up to the house and I'd show the, the realtor and her buyers through the property. And then they'd leave and I'd realize that I had to turn off all the lights in this house. So I'd be going from room to room, stairs, you know, up the stairs, into the attic, turning out the lights. And it was actually the way that they had the interior decorated was very much keeping with the character of the home. Would so you say was it was gothic? Very gothic. Very terrifying. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things that I wouldn't usually be, you know... You felt a presence. Did you feel a I, presence? I did feel a presence in, in that house. And, uh, you know, one time I was coming down the stairs and I almost felt like somebody was pushing me, tried to push me down the stairs. Was it the seller? Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> But we actually ended up, uh, we had, we got an accepted offer on the property and there was an inspection. And um, again, it was very late at night and it was, you know, it was dark and it was rainy. And uh, he had the breaker out and, you know, he was looking at some electrical stuff. And, you know, the buyers were there and I was there and everyone kind of gathered in the living room to go over the inspection report. Right, right. And, you know... Um, you know, it's, it's raining. I'm still, I'm sitting there thinking like, God, let's just, you know, we got to get this wrap over this with, up. wrap this up. And of course it's an Australian inspector, inspector that just uh, made it all the spookier. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrifying. <laughs> so we're, we're gathered around the inspection report and, um, and he says, you know, there's something you guys need to know about this house. Now that's scary for a sales a well, selling agent in in any situation but uh but well, uh, after showing the house and and being kind of having this uh this terrifying relationship yeah. with the house so you know everyone kind of draws in what did what did he what did he say he said it's tickety boo mate <laughs> so it turns out it was okay but we did sell the house and, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to, to selling Shaughnessy Mansions, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I, you've definitely worked for your commission on that one though. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, I bring, I bring around an old lantern now that I, that I went for turning off the lights. <laughs> it's just part of my real estate package. Um, so we, we do have, uh, we do have guest uh, today, Will Woods. We're really excited about, and, um, it, it, He's got some excellent stories. And if yeah. you haven't heard of Forbidden Vancouver, I mean, you should really check out some of these tours online. Um, they've got, uh, you know, so many different stories about Gastown and uh, surrounding areas. Sure. And kind of the, the historic stories of Vancouver. And you go on these walking tours. Um, he'll tell you, he'll tell us more about uh, the uh, secrets of the penthouse, which is uh, one of their highest rated, highest selling uh, Oh, yeah, tours. yeah, the penthouse over on, on Seymour. Yep. Never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll get to that. And um, also stay tuned. A really, really interesting point. Find out who decided. Okay. So who decided the location of Vancouver? Right. Yeah. Who really decided? Will it? Woods is the guy to tell us. Um, so stay tuned for that. So without further ado, here's our interview with Will Woods. Enjoy. I don't know if you got it there. (laughs) All 
right. So we're here with Will Woods from Forbidden Vancouver. How you doing, Will? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Great. Well, thanks hey, for being pleasure. on. Yeah, so, no problem. So um, first of all, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, my name is Will Woods, and I'm the founder and chief storyteller at Forbidden Vancouver Walking Tours. And we stage walking tours and special events that celebrate Vancouver's history, both the good and the bad. And uh, my personal role, I, I design and research and build our tours and special events. And uh, I also lead walking tours myself, along with my team of around 10 guides. Oh, wow. Okay. And and how did, so the Forbidden Vancouver, it sounds like you guys tackle a lot of subjects, but are they all forbidden? Ah, yeah, I get that question a lot. What's forbidden about this? It's like, <laughs> how, how are you allowed to do this if it's forbidden? <laughs> so... Um, so I was kind of inspired to start this company uh, by two experiences I had. One was many years ago in Edinburgh, Scotland. I went on the Edinburgh Ghost Tour, which I, I thoroughly recommend to anyone listening to do if you're ever in Edinburgh. And they re they use actors and they really they take you down into these underground spaces in uh, Edinburgh underneath old crypts and churches and that kind of stuff. And they do a really great job of bringing Edinburgh's history to life. And you really feel like you're right there. You know, you can see your breath in the air and there's this person in a long cape holding a lantern telling you the story of Edinburgh's past. And it really stuck with me, that experience. And then years later, I was having moved to Vancouver. You might hear from my accent. I'm not originally from Vancouver. I am from London, England originally. And I was I moved here with my wife 10 years ago. And uh, we went down to Seattle shortly after arriving and took the Seattle Underground Tour, which I don't know if either of you guys have taken um, no. Underground no. Seattle. So that's also well worth doing. And uh, they had this they had this whole, whole underground city there around 100 years ago. And uh, you can do this underground walking tour there. And again, the guides are full of life and they, they share some you know, often quite hilarious stories about Seattle's past. And I left that thinking, you know, Vancouver needs something like that. You know, it's not on a tour bus. It's not really dry and it's not academic. It's it's well researched and it's compelling and it's interesting and it's dark or it's amusing history. Mm -hmm. And so so that seed was kind of sown with me. And um, so then I was working a corporate job. I'd worked in, in London doing uh, doing that job. And I transferred here with uh, with that employer and worked here doing it for about six years in a kind of uh, IT consulting role. And I guess I kind of had my midlife crisis early and thought, I've got to leave. I've got to, I've got to follow this dream of starting a, starting a walking tour company. So I, I enrolled in acting school. I'd never acted before, but I enrolled in acting school uh, in Gastown, actually, at the Austin Tuck studio with a coach called Deb Podowski. And I spent, I'd always been really into history anyway on a kind of amateur level. I really started spending a lot of time at the archives at Vancouver Public Library, looking at old newspapers and really researching Vancouver's past. And uh, February 2012, I quit my job and I started, I, I bought my costume. And I went out on the streets <laughs> and I started doing walking tours. Didn't have a website. I didn't have anybody else but myself doing it. And I had my, my wife's support, I guess, was what I could, uh, could count on. And um, then, you know, fast forward coming on five years now, we've got a whole team. We do hundreds of tours a year. We've got a whole program of special events. And it's really been, uh, yeah, quite an adventure. Wow, so yeah, do you, do you actually operate all year long then? Or is so it more our seasonal? Walking tour, yeah, that's a good question. So our walking tour season runs April through November. 
Um, and in the winter time, we do run special events. Not, you know, it's a, it's a, it's tough going out when it's rainy season in December or January and taking a walking tour. So we don't, we don't run tours at that time. Um, if someone said they wanted to do a private tour, like sure, we'd put it on and we'd warn everybody to dress appropriately. And you might get lucky with the weather then. You never know. But as a rule, we don't do walking tours that time of year. But we do have some special events we run. So our most popular special event is Secrets of the Penthouse. So this is staged at the Penthouse Nightclub on Seymour Street, the right. club. And Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 meet, I meet people and I say like, oh, hey, I'm Will or whatever. And they say, oh, yeah, hey, you're the Penthouse guy. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I never thought when I started this yeah. that would be what I'd be known as. <laughs> My wife gives the big eye yeah. roll when good, she hears good it. Reputation. All the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I, got, I was first put in touch with the owner of the Penthouse, Danny Filipponi by a mutual friend, Aaron Chapman, who's actually a historian and writer himself. And he'd written a book about the history of the Penthouse nightclub, um, which is, is, of course, in case anyone's not sure uh, of what this place is, it's a strip club on Seymour Street that goes back to the 1940s. And so uh, Aaron had written this book, Liquor, Lust and the Law, the history of the legendary Penthouse nightclub. And I'd had this idea that we should do a, a night there at the club with a guided backstage tour and really... Um, you know, bring Aaron, bring Danny and really, really celebrate some of that uh, entertainment history that our city has, much of which has happened inside the penthouse. And so uh, we did that back in 2013, in February, and it, to- it sold out in like an, like two hours. We sold out 80 tickets. Wow. And since then, we've done about 30 nights there. We do about one every couple of months, always a sellout. And it's kind of evolved since it first started. So now we have Danny. And Danny is this you know, larger-than-life uh, nightclub impresario. His father, Ross, and uncles founded the club back in the 40s. So it's been owned by the Filipponi family the whole time. You know, it's going on 70, 80 years now. And uh, so he does the tour upstairs, out the back. Um, the house next door is also owned by the family. It's the oldest house in downtown Vancouver. And uh, a lot of that space upstairs in the club is closed to the public and it's been closed for decades. So we go into the green room up there. This is where Sammy Davis Jr. slept when he came to Vancouver because he couldn't get he couldn't stay him and his band in, in hotels because they were black and they weren't allowed. Right. So the no Filipponis would host them on, you know, they put beds and sofas up in the green room, which today is where they store their liquor. And uh, Sammy Davis Jr. would would sleep there, and you know, Sinatra went there. It was like the place to go in the forties. It was there was a stage, there was live music every night, and wow. so they. If you go there today, there's there's tons of photos on the wall of all these entertainers and sports stars and musicians from over the years who've been to the penthouse and performed there or just gone there to have a good time. So. Uh, so Danny does this tour upstairs and Aaron speaks as well. And we also, we get retired VPD cops along who used to raid the club in the sixties and seventies. So, um, we get, uh, the one, the gentleman we have most often is called Grant McDonald and he used to do dry squad raids there in the sixties when it didn't have a liquor license. It didn't get a liquor license till 1968. So for 25 years, it operated as like a speakeasy. Wow. And you snuck your liquor in in a brown bag. And so he'd go there with other cops and they'd raid the club. And there was a guy on the roof on a Friday and Saturday night who'd watch Seymour Street. And if he saw the lights coming from the cop cars, he'd hit a bell. And yeah. then the Philippines would rush out and say to everyone, hide your liquor, hide your liquor, the cops are coming. <laughs> and then they'd burst in. 
and uh, and in the seventies he would he would work there undercover as a uh, like a uh, I guess a kind of uh, detect undercover detective spying on crime bosses who used to work out of the upstairs. There used to be a restaurant up there, and they used to kind of hold court up there. These nineteen seventies uh, crime bosses, and he'd he'd spy on them. I don't know how he's like he's like six foot eight, and he must weigh three hundred pounds. So how he spied on anybody <laughs> is beyond me. So he's, even today, he's in his seventies. When he walks into a room, everyone stops talking because he's a he's a big guy. Yeah. But somehow he did that in the seventies. He was uh, he worked undercover there. And so he, he actually arrested Danny's dad. I was going to say. <laughs> so now they have they see, they sound like they have an amicable relationship now. But yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, it was a bit more adversarial back in uh, back in the day. So uh, and we have a cabaret up on stage. There's an Italian dinner. So it's a really it's a really fun night. We've got that coming up uh, October twelfth and October twenty sixth this month. Wow. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's that's. I feel like that's that's been great to be part of because it's not it's not just a guide telling the history of what happened in Vancouver. It's the actual people yeah. who were there themselves. Like it's their family stories or it's their personal stories of being involved in it. So I feel like it's a really special moment for people to share in. Um, who, who comes there? It's, it's almost exclusively locals, and we get a lot of people who come who will say. Uh, you know that they they hadn't been to the penthouse for like 50 years and these are people in their 70s and they come and they walk in and it brings back a lot of memories for people you know and there's not many places in vancouver left really we've lost a lot of venues over the years yeah. that still have that that deep um, history that, right exactly yeah so uh, anyway, we're not a bit of a tangent there, but um, that's that's one of the things we do over the winter. Uh, another thing we did last year, we're not doing it this year, but last year we staged a play in December, a Christmas play called War for the Holidays. And uh, this was set exactly 100 years ago. It was a family drama. One of our team, Tiffany Anderson, was the playwright. And uh, the idea was that you go into this heritage home. We actually used the roadie house in the West End which is a, a heritage home owned by the city. Um, where, where is that located? It's on, I think it's on Barclay. Barclay, okay. Barclay, yeah, I think so. So it goes back to the 1890s. And so you'd go in and um, you're, you're met by this family and then you're part of this family drama that unfolds. It's, it's a Christmas party. The idea is you're there Christmas Eve, 100 years ago, so that was 1915. And then... As you can imagine, things don't go exactly according to how you might think they go. And there's some <laughs> there's some drama that unfolds. And everyone got plum pudding and a cocktail and they, they mingled. They went around the house with the actors until there was this dramatic finale at the end. So that was super popular. Again, we sold out all the tickets for that. Um, and we're, we're hoping to bring that back next year as well. But uh, we're going to fast forward a year or two and hear the, the updated story from the from the family on what's happened in the, in the interim. Huh. Wow. I'm I'm sold. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, sign no, up kidding. for I'm tickets for all of these. <laughs> Super interesting. What? Uh, so so obviously this is this is the Halloween edition of our podcast. So what do you guys? What does Forbidden Vancouver have planned for Halloween this year? So our Halloween tour is the Lost Souls of Gastown, and so when right when I started the first tour that I built that's still running today is our Prohibition tour, Prohibition City all about prohibition in Canada and in BC that most people don't even really know we had. And I'd started with this back in uh, February 2012. And when it got to the summer, I thought, you know, we, we should do a Halloween tour 
this year. So I, I went out and I started researching the earliest history of the city back in the Victorian era, you know, when Gassy Jack was around and it was just Gastown, a few thousand people living here. We had the Great Fire and smallpox outbreaks. So I started researching that and I had this idea that I would go out on the streets. I would be, you know, in a, a long black coat with a lantern, a top hat. We'd walk around Gastown and we'd share these histories in the actual places they happened. So we'd say, you know, if you were standing here back in 1886, this is what the Great Fire would have been like. This is what you would have seen and experienced from this actual place. And so I, I built this whole tour around that. And then I thought, well, what if I, I kind of took it one step further and tried to really extend myself as far as I could as an actor and say, rather than be rather than saying the fire swept down Water Street faster than a sprinting man, say, hey, I was the man running down Water Street and the fire was licking the skin off my back when I went. And take all of these these stories and these people from Gastown's history and turn it into the story of someone's life. So that's what I did. And the character's name is George Turl. And you meet him under the under cathedral in under the Holy Rosary Cathedral with the bells ringing. And he leads you on a, on a walk through Gastown, through the back streets and alleyways there. And the story of his life unfolds. So he was there for the Great Fire. He lived through smallpox outbreaks. He was involved in a, a murder that happened here. A man called John Bray was murdered in 1898. And you hear the story of this man's life as he, as he walks you through it. And, and this is also the history of Vancouver at the same time. So uh, I launched that in 2012 for Halloween. And since then, we, we do run it as part of our regular tour season now, April through November. Uh, Halloween is the time that it's by far the most, most popular time to do it. We're doing over 50 tours this Halloween over a two week period. Yeah. And uh, we get a, you know, we get a lot of tourists in the summer. Halloween, it's all locals and people, you know, I have a lot of people I speak to and they say, I want to come on this tour, but I'm waiting till Halloween. I'm coming then. And it's, <laughs> it, there's nothing like doing it when it's, when it's dark at night and, you know, you can see a breath in the air and there's a little bit of fog. That's the perfect time to go and take the lost souls of Gastown. That's for sure. So would you say Gastown's the scariest area of Vancouver? You know, when you walk down, like we, we take the, we don't walk, just walk along the main streets in Castletown. We go into some of those little nooks and crannies and alleyways that a lot of people don't even really know is there. Well, they never get to experience. And when you're walking along some of those back alleys along the railway tracks, you would have no idea that literally a stone's throw away, there are hundreds or thousands of people in restaurants, bars, walking down Water Street. Now, you can hear a pin drop back yeah. there. You know, it's the... The railway, you can see the port, you've got these old Victor the backs of these old Victorian buildings on one side. We see rats that running down the alleyway every single tour we do. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a it's a it's a strange place. It's a strange place right in the heart of Gastown. So I'm gonna pick there as the the most gothic, the darkest place I think we have. Certainly downtown, I would say that is. Right, right. And do you have a, a favorite story, maybe a historical story or, or a scary story about Vancouver that you can share a little bit of? You know, like I, I could I could start talking now and not stop for like three hours. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think we'll have to have you time. back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I, I can't, you can't pin me down to one, no way. But I, am, I, I do have one just thinking about uh, real estate in the city and what what 
how, how has that been part of our city's history? I know it's a hot topic today on you know real estate prices and whatnot and uh, condo building, but um, it was it was interesting to me when I started doing this work and I was researching Vancouver history, how much real estate has always been a part of Vancouver's history. And going right back to before Vancouver was even named, before it existed, we had the Canadian Pacific Railway building its way west across the country, and they knew they had to put a terminus somewhere around Barad Inlet because it's such a perfect place for a deep water harbour. And the first choice was Port Moody. So they said, right, and around, uh, I think around 1883, they said, right, we're going to put the terminus in Port Moody. And so you can imagine the real estate boom in Port Moody that went on when that was announced. Like if you owned land there, you were you were set. Yeah. And so real estate prices rocketed. And then the head of the railway was a man from Chicago called William Cornelius Van Horn, which is quite a name. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and like he a was, robber baron. You know, he was, <laughs> yeah, right. He, he was one of the most uh, powerful men in the whole country. The railways dominated commerce at that time. And he came out here to the West Coast to scope out, okay, well, how's this going to work when this railway, when the railway gets here? And he took a look at Port Moody. He came to, I mean, there was no Vancouver then. There was Gastown, had about 4,000 people living there, a small Chinatown. A few people living out in um, Mount Pleasant, the West End, but not many. And he went, he met, a lo- a, you know, influential people here at, at the time and, um some of these people, like names like uh, David Oppenheimer um, is, is one example, would later become mayor. There was a man called uh, Mr. McLean. He became mayor later as well. These were men who had investments in land in this area. And one of them was a man called uh, Mr. Ross, A.W. Ross. And he was actually the brother-in-law of McLean, who um, would be our city's first mayor. And he was a realtor. And so he met... Van Horn, and they went on a canoe ride out into Barad Inlet and around into False Creek and went around what today is Stanley Park. But at that time, it was a military reserve. It was never used by the military, but it had been reserved by the military for that purpose. And so he canoed out around Barad Inlet. And you can imagine, I mean, today it's a fabulous fabulous view you get of the mountains and Stanley Park. It was no different then. The mountains were there then. And um, no one knows exactly what those two men talked about on their canoe journey around uh, around that peninsula. By the time they got back to Coal Harbour, then Van Horn's mind had been made up and they weren't going to put the railway terminus at Port Moody. They were going to put it in Gastown and he was not going to call it Gastown and he wasn't going to call it the Granville Town Site, which was the official name of the area at the time. They decided, or he decided, they were going to call it Vancouver. So Mr. George Vancouver, who came here 100 years earlier, he'd have had no idea they were going to name this area after him. That was not his his doing at all. Um, but uh, whether it was uh, Ross's idea or Van Horn's idea to use the name Vancouver to name the area, we'll never know. But between them, they concocted this plan. And Van Horn said, nope, the railway's coming here. And the rest is history, I suppose. So we can thank we can thank a realtor for Vancouver's so, existence. Sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a good reason to use a realtor. <laughs> did I did I mention my number is seven seven eight nine? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah no, fascinating stuff. 
So I, I think we're... That's excellent. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming on, Will. How can, people, yeah, no how can people find you or find Forbidden Vancouver? So all the information about our tours and special events is on our website, forbiddenvancouver.com. And you can buy tickets there as well. We've got tickets for sale right now for Secrets of the Penthouse and the Lost Souls of Gastown happening this October. Um, and uh, yeah, if anyone's got any questions, hopefully the answers are all there. ForbiddenVancouver.com. Well, right you'll def- you've got two new uh, customers here. So thank you very much <laughs> for your time. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, okay. thanks again, Will. Okay, Have a great care. day. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Will Woods from Forbidden Vancouver. You can tell that Will is an extraordinary storyteller just from how he interviews. Yeah, if he said nothing about Forbidden Vancouver, he's still a guy you want to listen to. So uh, For sure. Really bodes well for those tours. And I'm definitely, I mean, I I can imagine how fun it would be to, to do the, to go to the one at the play at the um, Pantos. Uh or of course the gas town one sounds amazing and and even like the christmas christmas one that they're talking about yeah. it, it, it all sounds terrific. it all sounds great and the other the other really exciting or cool aspect about will woods is that he created this company out of nothing like it was right. it was something that didn't exist in vancouver that he brought which is such an exciting and innovative thing to do so and just even a, a deep interest in uh, in the history of our city yeah which yeah. is exciting no, so it's definitely definitely a cool project so if if you can guys um if you if you like the like the program obviously the biggest compliment you can pay us is to review us on iTunes uh we would we would love to hear from you yeah and uh and thanks for the, everyone doing it so far and, and exactly then, i think we're at like 73 reviews or, or we're up there we're getting up there we're getting close to our our hundred review goal, yeah, here. which might have been a bold statement, but by uh, the end of the year, but uh, with your help, I'm sure we can get there. Yeah. Um, also, if you if you haven't liked our Facebook page, please visit us on Facebook. We're we're posting uh, episode updates all the time. Yeah. And uh, we're keeping the discussion going there, and uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have ideas for future uh, future guests or episodes. And Matt, how can people reach you? Yeah, if you want to give me a shout, by all means, 778-847-2854 or get in touch with me via email at math at scalinarealestate.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com. And Adam, we also have that nonpartisan email line. Info at scalinarealestate.com. So happy Halloween. Enjoy, uh, be safe and enjoy your Halloween. And, yeah, although uh, we will be back next Wednesday. I think that's before Halloween, but... Uh, really? Maybe we should save this episode for next Wednesday. No, too late. (laughs) Take care, guys. All right. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? 
Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the bigwigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. 